what are you guys? We're tasting uh, vodka and bourbon from Republic Restoratives here in DC. Smooth, right? Okay. Do you want to try some? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a Would little like taste. Sure. Thing. I will need to check your ID. Yes, though. of course. Are you with the podcast? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, just <laughs> dawned on me. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm Erica. Nice to meet you in person finally. Yes, likewise. Yeah. That's Erica Gadrick. This is Killing the Industry. I'm Ashley Montgomery. And I'm Evelina. I'm going to introduce myself. Thank you. Sorry, I was getting into it. I mean, I get it. This episode is different from some of the others. Because the industry in question is beer. Craft beer. And because we went straight to the retail source for the answer. Right, because Erica Gadrick, the woman at the top of the show, is not just someone who wants to educate people about beer. She's actually doing it by owning her own craft beer cellar. Um, so we are a craft beer retail store, though we also sell cider, wine, mead, and spirits as well, um, focused on the craft aspect. So like the spirits that we sell are all either locally produced or breweries that distill. So is it craft beer or beer in general that we're supposedly killing? I've been seeing both. Okay, so the reason we went straight to the retailer is because it's a specific enough accusation that we can narrow down someone to talk to unlike the dinner date industry yeah and because the millennial consumers we reached out to could only speak off the record which i get because maybe they don't want their employers to hear what their alcoholic imbibing preferences are i get that but the consensus among millennials we talked to shocked that millennials are killing craft beer i was also shocked because i feel like millennials are a Driving force behind craft beer. Wait, what's the difference between beer and craft beer? I asked Erica at Craft Beer Cellar in Northeast DC the same question. The Brewers Association, which is an organization that represents craft brewers around the country, uh, has a definition for what a craft brewer is. And it's small, meaning that it has annual production less than 6 million barrels. It's independent, which means that less than 25% of the craft brewery is owned or controlled by another alcoholic industry member um, that is not itself a craft brewer. So, for instance, if it's owned by something like Anheuser-Busch, which is not considered a craft brewer because uh, (laughs) it's not small (laughs) and it's not traditional. So if somebody is owned by Anheuser-Busch, they're not considered a independent and therefore not a craft brewer. So the third element of it, or the third criteria, is that it has to be traditional, meaning that the brewer has most of its beverages come from flavors derived from traditional brewing ingredients um, and not from flavored malt beverages. So the makeup of it is it's water, malted barley, 
yeast and hops, though there are other ingredients and they take innovation into consideration as part of traditional too. So for instance, there's a brew we have on the shelf now with sweet potatoes. They consider that innovative where things like corn and rice uh, that Anheuser-Busch uses are considered adjuncts and not necessarily part of the traditional as opposed to the malted barley. Well, when I spoke with Erica, she said a gray area is when like a large beer company like Budweiser and Bud Light, those are some of the big three in America, buy one of these small independent places and distributes their stuff. So if they're not independent and technically not small... Are their products not considered craft beer anymore? Even though they're still made with the same ingredients? It tastes the same. Like I said, it's a gray area. Okay, but if big bear companies are starting to buy little craft bear breweries, does that mean big bear is in trouble or expanding? And what does all this have to do with millennials anyway? Yeah, that too. Well, now that we've got a bit of context, we can actually answer these questions after a quick break. Are you forgetting something? No, really. Stop and think about it. Is it that thing you were supposed to be doing? Or that other thingy you were supposed to get? Or that person, your mom, a coworker, your friend, a cousin you kinda don't like, you were supposed to call back? Or even that medicine, prescription, over-the-counter, multivitamin, whatever, have you taken it today? If you can, do it right now. Whatever you're supposed to be doing, do it now. If you can't, write it down. Type it in your phone, set a reminder so you don't forget. Cool. Wait, so what were we talking about again? Welcome back to Killing the Industry. I'm Everlina. And I'm Ashley. We're discussing beer, the beer industry, especially in regards to craft beer, and whether or not millennials are killing it. So we know the difference between a big beer and a craft beer, mm-hmm. and that big bear companies are trying to buy craft beer companies. So does this mean that big bear companies are dying? Well, the reason beer journalists and such started panicking is because of some Nielsen data released in 2014, and it basically said that 10% of Bud Light sales decreased. Remember, there are three big beer companies in America, and Bud Light is part of one of those big three. And more Nielsen research found that millennials just don't drink beer like their parents or grandparents. Right. From there, team Millennials Are Killing had a field day. Some articles, like the one from CNBC, said millennials ignore big beer because we want a higher ABV, or alcohol by volume, meaning to get buzzed faster. ABV probably has less on someone's decision. I mean, every once in a while we have somebody coming in, okay, what's your highest ABV in the store? But that's rare. Um that ABV is a driving decision factor. Now, somebody may decide it's too high of an ABV. Like, that. that's not... They're, they're not looking to get wasted on one beer type of thing. So it may have an opposite effect on them. I don't think ABV, alcohol by volume, is necessarily a driving pa- factor in when you look at a whole in the decision-making process. 
or because millennials want a cheaper option. True, millennials don't have a ton of money to spend in the first place. But isn't big beer sometimes cheaper or about the same as rosé and craft beer? Yep. To be honest, I think it comes down to what Erica said. There are more options now, so why not try different ones? You know, Erica's store actually has this cool option where you can mix and match different flavors or brands of craft beer into one six-pack. So, what do you think? I think this industry is nowhere close to being dead. Like, beer is still the top choice of alcohol in America. According to Forbes, yeah. Craft beer is a growing and currently $22 billion industry, but the beer market? That's a $106 billion industry right now, and still growing. And millennials are choosing both. Right, so about that. With age, I say that we see a range as well from both, you know, definitely, for instance, to give an example, over the summer when interns were in town, I, w- I, I made a comment because I felt like I was IDing. Every time I turned around, I was IDing every person that came in here. And I'm like, oh, it's the summer interns because we'd also ask them if they wanted to sign up for our free loyalty program. And they would turn us down saying, oh, I'm only here for two months or something. And so... Um, but we were just like, wow, it's getting younger and younger all the time. And then we have people that are considered in the millennial generation, but we also have a lot of Gen Xers and even older, uh, people. And so it, it, would I say the majority is probably in the millennial to and generation X? Yes, definitely. But it's widespread. So it's not just millennials? Nope. Okay, then it's definitely not dead. And definitely, definitely not killed by millennials. So that ends our show. If you've got questions, suggestions, concerns, all of the above, let us know by subscribing to the show. Tweeting us at KTI Podcast. Emailing us at checktheindustry at gmail.com. And checking out our blog for the research links, more about the next episode, or to answer the polls for this episode. How obsessed with rosé or craft beer are you? KTIpodcast.wordpress.com this episode was produced and edited by Ashley. A tipsy Ashley. Ashley was not tipsy. <laughs> Ashley had one beverage and she drank responsibly. Thank you, Mom. The original theme song is by the Band Geeks. Other music in the episode is by Lee Roseberry. You can find links to the free music archive. Our logo was designed by Andrea Paez. She's amazing. And a special thank you goes out to... Erica Gadrick, thank you so much for allowing me to get some ambient sound during your weekly tasting, as well as allowing me to interview you. So that's our episode. Drink responsibly, everyone. Please. Please. I'm Ashley. And I'm Evelina. See ya later. Take care, guys.